Doing that extract is from The Silent Patient by Alex Michael Leeds. Prologue, L.E.C.'s Burson's Diary, 14th of July. I don't know why I'm writing this. That's not true. Maybe I do know. I just didn't want to admit to it to myself. I don't even know what to call it, this thing I'm writing. It feels a little pretentious to call it a diary. It's not like I've anything to say. Anne Frank kept a diary, or Samuel Pratt's. But someone like me, calling it a journal, sounds too academic. Somehow, as if I could, should write in it every day. I don't want to. If it it becomes a chore, I'll never keep it up. Maybe I'll call it nothing. I'll name something. I can't do writing. I like that better. Once they've, you name something, it stops you seeing all of it. Or why it matters. You focus on the word, which is just the tiny part, really the tip of the iceberg. I've never been that comfortable with words. I always think in the pictures and express myself with images. So I'll never have started writing this if it wasn't for Gabriel. Been feeling depressed lately about a few things, I thought. I was doing a good job in hiding, but he noticed. Of course he did. He noticed everything. He asked how the painting was going. I said it wasn't. He got me a glass of wine. I sat at the kitchen table while he cooked. I like watching Gabriel move around the kitchen. He's a graceful cook, elegant, boletic, organised. I like me. I'm just a mess. Talk to me, he said. There's nothing to say. I just get stuck in my head sometimes. Stuck in my head sometimes. I feel like I'm wading through the mud. Why don't you tell? try writing things down? Keep me on some kind of record. That always helps. That might help. Yes, I suppose so. I'll try it. Just say... Don't just say it, darling. Do it. I will. He kept nagging me. But I did nothing about it. And then a few days later, he presented me with a little book to write in. It's a black leather cover and a thick white blank pages. I ran my hand across the front page, feeling its smoothness, and then sharpened my pencil and began. He's right, of course. I feel better already. Writing this down is probably a kind of release, an outlet, a space to express myself. A bit like therapy, I suppose. Cable didn't say it, but I could tell he's concerned about me. If I'm going to be honest... I might as well be. The real reason I agreed to keep this diary was to reassure him. Put up, I'm okay. I can't bear the thought of him worrying about me. I don't ever want to cause him any stress or make him unhappy or cause him pain. I love Gabriel so much. He is about, he's about that, the love of my life. I love him so totally, completely, sometimes. It threatens to overwhelm me sometimes. I think, no, I won't worry about that. This is going to be a joyful record of ideas and languages that inspire me artistically. Things that make me creative, make a creative impact me. I'm going to write a positive, happy, normal thoughts. No crazy thoughts allowed. One. Alice Lisa Berenson was 33 years old when she killed her husband. They were married for seven years. They were both artists. Lisa was a painter, and Gabriel was a well-known fashion photographer. He did distinctive styles, shooting semi-naked, semi-naked, semi-styled, semi-naked women with strange and fluttering angles. Since his death, prices for photographs has increased astronomically. I find his stuff rather sick and shallow, to be honest. It was none of the virtual little 
quality of Oasis's best work. Of course, I didn't even know. Didn't didn't know enough about art to say about Lisa Benson. Would find the rest test of time as a painter. A talent was always be overshadowed by honority, so it's hard to be objective. It might you might well accuse me of being biased. All I can offer is my opinion. What is worth, and to me, Lisa was a kind of genius. Apart from her technical skill, a painter's uncanny ability to grab your attention by the throat, almost, and hold it like a vice, hold it in a vice-like grip. Gabriel Benson was murdered six years ago. Forty-three, forty-four, three years old. Forty-four years old. He was killed on twenty-fourth of August. It's an unusually hot summer, you may remember. Some of the highest temperatures ever recorded. The day he died was the hottest of the year. On that last day, on the last day of his life, Gabriel rose early. Carl collected him at five fifteen a.m. from the house he shared with Alison this year in northwest London, on the edge of the Hampstead Heath. He was driven to shoot in the Shoreditch. He spent the day photographing models, rooftop for Vogue. Not much is known about Lisa's moments. Moments. You see that coming physician behind with her work. Slightly she spent the day painting her summer house at the end of the garden, which she recently converted into the studio. In the end, Gabriel shot run late. He hadn't driven home until 11pm. Half an hour later, the neighbourhood Barbie Hellman heard several gunshots. Barbie phoned the police. Carl was dispatched from the station. Heavy stock hill at 11.30pm. We arrived at Benson's house in just under three minutes. Front door was open. House in pitch blackness. None of the lights which worked. The officer made their way along the high hallway into the living room. So they shone the torches around the room, illuminating it in impermanent beams of light. Lisa was discovered standing by the fireplace. Her white dress glowed ghostlike and torchlight. Lisa seemed oblivious to the presence of the police. She was immobilized, frozen, a statue carved from the ice. With a strange, thick, frightened look on her face, it's comforting, since some unseen terror of gun was on the floor. Next to it, while in the shadows, Gabriel was seated, motionless, bound to a chair, wire wrapped round his ankles and wrists. At first, the officers thought he was alive. His head was rolling slightly to one side, as if he was unconscious. Then a beam of light unveiled Gabriel had been shot several times in the face. The handsome features were gone. Forever, leaving a charred, blackened body mess, bloody mess. Then the whole wall behind him was sprayed with fragments of skull, brains, hair, and blood. Blood was everywhere, splashed on the walls, running in dark revenues, along the floor, along the grain, along other wooden floorboards. The officer assumed it was Gabriel's blood. Well, it was too much for it. Then something glinted in the torchlight, a knife on the floor by Elise's feet. Another beam of light revealed the blood spattered on Alicia's white dress. An officer grabbed her arms and held her up to the light. There were deep cuts across the veins and her wrists, fresh cuts, bleeding hard. Alicia fought off the attempts to save lives. her life. It took three officers to restrain her. She was taken to Royal Free Hospital, only a few minutes away. She collapsed and lost consciousness on the way there. She lost a lot of blood, but she survived. The following day, she lay in a bed, private room in the hospital. The police questioned her presence of the solicitor. Alicia remained silent throughout the interview. Her lips were pale, bloodless, and they fluttered occasionally, but wound found no words. Made no sound, she answered no questions. 
She could not, not, would not speak, but she did not speak when charged with Gabriel's murder. She remained silent when she was placed under arrest, refusing to deny her guilt or, conf- or confess it. Lisa never spoke again. Her during science returned this story from a commonplace domestic tragedy is something far grander, a mystery, an enigma, that gripped the headlines and captured the public imagination for months to come. Alicia remained silent, but she made one statement. A painting began when she was discharged from the hospital, placed under the house arrest for the trial. According to the court-appointed psychiatric nurse, Alicia barely ate or slept. All she did was paint. Normally, she laboured weeks, even months, before embarking on a new picture, making endless sketches, arranging, rearranging, composition, experimenting with colour and form. Long duration followed by a protracted birth of each post-stroke was painstakingly applied. Now, however, she dressily altered a creative process, creating this picture, completed picture in a few days of her husband's murder. For most people, this is enough to condemn her. Returning to the studio so often, so soon after Gabriel's death, traded an extraordinary insensitivity, monstrous lack of remorse of, of cold-blooded killer, perhaps. But let us not forget of Alicia Brennanson, maybe a murderer. She was also an artist. It makes, it makes perfect sense, to me at least. She should pick up her brushes and paints. That's very so complicated emotions on canvas. No wonder that once for once painting mate came to her with such ease that grief can be 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 called easy. The painting was a self-portrait. She entitled it in the lip, bottom left hand corner of the canvas in blue light blue Greek lettering. One word Elise Elise yes. 